good news is, is that God has defeated death. Uh, in other words, because we have faith in Jesus, Jesus makes the difference, right, in how we approach this. And so uh, we live to live again. And that is what we believe. And so while what death, in, in, you know, in a matter of speaking, is a, is a sad inconvenience for us. Another way to say that is, is death is a passageway, a doorway uh, to where we will live eternally. This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Well, hello everyone. I'm Melissa Rao and this is Four People. Throughout this 2023 Lenten season, Bishop Wright and I are having brief conversations based on his five-part video series and study guides he shared with the Episcopal Diocese of Atlanta. You can get access to the video series by visiting www.episcopalatlanta.org. Bishop! We're having brief conversations about the longest stories. <laughs> the longest. The longest stories that we use wow. in the church. Seriously, I, I, I was like getting tired during the gospel reading this past week. <laughs> <laughs> this is number five out of five, and you call yeah. it the difference between life and death based on the story of Lazarus, Mary, and Martha in the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 1 through 45. So it's Lent now, which is starkly juxtaposed by Easter, much like death and life are. So, uh, I mean, yeah, you said it. It's a longish story packed with a lot of good stuff. And I'm wondering if you can summarize what you mean by Jesus making all the difference between life and death. Well, we, we always have to, people like me who, who get to talk, you know, have to be tethered to something. So it's not just sort of my vague, you know, my vagrant thoughts about things. It is, you know, this notion of Jesus makes the difference between life and death, you know, starts in a Bible story. And then we look for those principles in our own lives and in the world around us, right? So this is a story about Jesus's friend, Lazarus, who died. And it took Jesus four days to get to the village uh, where Lazarus was. And uh, this is a family that he, he knew and he loved. He had befriended. They had befriended him, Mary and Martha. And, uh, you know, and, you know, there's disappointment in God in this story. You know, there, there is um, there's a good solid teaching in this story. There's a twist. I mean, it's a great, it's like a net, good Netflix series. There's a great twist in it. Uh, towards the towards the end, um, you know, and we're we're left with an image of Jesus that I think, you know, transfers vitality from an old story into our own lives now. Hmm. Well, uh, you know, a number of people would say I think agree that Jesus is indeed the difference between life and death, and yet there's still many people who say no, it's not so much Jesus that's the difference; it's the our belief in Jesus that makes the difference. Do you have any thoughts on that? No, I mean, you know, tomato, tomato, right? I mean, you know, believing in Jesus and Jesus making the difference. I mean, I'll, I'll, I agree, you know, amen, let's do that. It's, it's, that's to me, that's too, too small a point to make because what we're saying is there's something about, you know, this Jesus who comes among us, who um, opens us up, allows us to face life and death uh, with our eyes wide open, does not require of us, you know, any sort of euphemism or, uh, uh, or oblique talk. Uh, is God enough 
for the most difficult things we'll ever face. And so, yeah, Jesus makes the difference. Faith in Jesus makes the difference. Yes, agreed. Nice. Okay, great. (laughs) Way to dodge that bullet, Bishop. No, man. (laughs) Bishop, you alluded to the fact that this story can clarify some things for us. And I'm paraphrasing. You say that one, our faith in Jesus doesn't mean we're exempt from dying. Two, even when we're sick, dying, and even dead, that we aren't abandoned by God. Three, death and resurrection aren't in competition. And four, that death isn't useless to God. So first of all, thank you for that. And I'm, <laughs> can you say more about specifically numbers three and four? Like, I've never really regarded death and resurrection as being in competition. And yet, perhaps you think that maybe some others do. And I'm just curious if you can unpack that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, even as I was writing this and I was talking it over with Easton, and my wife, who does a lot of the editing, you know, they were saying that, hey, you know, you use the first person in this in this meditation. Um, we haven't seen you do that before. Um, and, and that is, is that because I, I can't really talk about death and resurrection, Jesus making the difference without bringing, you know, 26, 27 years of experience as a pastor, you know, into play. It is because I have seen people who had faith in Jesus at critical intersections in their life, burying a spouse, burying children, um, you know, the grief of all of that, the, 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 the sense of abandonment of all that, the questioning of faith of all that, and to see people, uh, uh, you know, move out from underneath that pall and find meaning and find um, acceptance of their circumstances and find a new horizon in their life and um, and, and so, you know, I wanted to use the first person, um, you know, in this because I wanted to just share some of the good news that, that I don't I didn't make up in my own mind or the mind of someone who writes. But the good news of, the, of uh, what I've seen in people's lives, the, the, the dying and then the coming back to life again. Um, obviously, it's different than Lazarus. The, the scripture says that Lazarus literally came back to life. But I think nevertheless, I mean, it's it, it puts the church uh, in the position of paying attention and, and proclaiming when resurrection happens among us, right? And so, you know, when we get to three and four, I guess what we're talking about is, is that some people live their life uh, like death uh, and, uh, and, and the possibility of resurrection are co-equal. Like, you know, mm-hmm. in, some, in, in some ways, the way people think about God and the devil, or there's just, just two big elephants wrestling. Uh, and uh, who knows which one will win? Well, that's not the Christian story. That's not the Christian good news. The good news is, is that God has defeated death, right? And that's what St. Paul says, right? Death, where is your sting? Uh, in other words, because we have faith in Jesus, Jesus makes the difference, right, in how we approach this. And so uh, we live to live again, and that is what we believe. And so while what death, in, in, you know, in a matter of speaking, is a, is a sad inconvenience for us. It, another way to say that is, is death is a passageway, a doorway uh, to where we will live eternally and where we will be reunited with loved ones, et cetera, where we will be actually in the closer and dear presence of God. That is what the Christian faith is, and that is what the Christian hope is. But sometimes we live as if these two things, these two things are co-equal. 
uh, and uh, and we have a certain uncertainty in, in our living. Uh, I, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. You know, to meet people who are certain uh, uh, about uh, God is real and that God is able, good and generous, and that God will hold their hand as their eyes close on this side and will be waiting with them uh, with uh, arms outstretched on the other side. To meet those people is a true gift. I hope everybody Hmm. has met those people. And I pray to God that uh, some of us, uh, all of us are those people. I've met those people in my life. And I'm telling you, uh, death is just an inconvenience for them. They know where they're going. They know to whom they are going. And so it's not co-equal at all. Um, You know, I I would argue, as I've said, you know, I, I think that Jimmy Carter believes that death and resurrection are not co-equal. Um, I believe the way that Pope Francis died, um, um, uh, you know, um, I'm sorry, not Pope Francis, but uh, Pope John Paul died. Um, uh, he, he, his, his faculties degenerated in front of us. He didn't hide with shame. He told us how to, he showed us how to, uh, how to die. And, and that's because when you know where you're going and to whom you're going, right? You can be bolder. Jesus makes the difference. That's what I'm saying. And in the, in the, in the last thing, I guess what I'm saying uh, is, is that, you know, perhaps you and I uh, look in the casket and perhaps you and I look in the columbarium and we don't see any resources, any buildable materials there, but God and God's genius does. And so most funerals, I mean, not most funerals, but funerals are really not for the dead. They're for the living. Right. And so it's a way that the minister and the congregation can steward the resources of death for the living. And so a proper funeral sermon, here's a seminar, here's, here's a seminar now, a proper funeral sermon uh, is, is not simply eulogizing uh, the one who has died, but also saying this person has died in the sure and certain uh, hope of the resurrection. Now, are you on that path? And so, and so it's an invitation. And so, and so God is a genius. It's like when leaves fall. I know we've just had our first day of spring here, but it's like when leaves fall, when leaves fall off the trees in the fall, they are self mulching themselves. They are providing, you know, all of the resources to give them a fertile spring. And this is the genius of God, you know? And so in death, I have seen the death of one person in a congregation, a much beloved person, an exemplary Christian person die. And I have seen how that resurrected many people in the room. How one, that this person died uh, uh, oftentimes suddenly, and how that shocked people and that people didn't sort of go off into some sort of sad, morbid kind of sense of themselves, but they realized that life is fleeting. Life is a gift. And so I better get living. Right. And so this is why I'm saying about, you know, uh, this wonderful uh, story is is that there are these paradigms that we can pull out of them and uh, support ourselves with so that we can know for ourselves the difference that Jesus makes. Friends, we're going to be right back after a short break. Friends, it isn't unusual for someone to share how much they appreciate for people when we're with them and how they have more clarity about God and that their faith has grown because of it. We love the stories you share with us and how it's impacted you. 
Yet one thing you can do to really help others be positively influenced is by sharing this podcast with them. Another way you can help is by leaving a positive review on whichever app you use to listen to this podcast. Would you consider taking a few minutes out of your routine to leave us a good review? Thank you so much for your support. Welcome back to Four People. Bishop, you talked about uh, funerals just before our break. And uh, one thing that you also kind of highlighted in your devotion, you said, God is greater than all the graves we can encounter, which really jumped out at me because guess what? We don't just die. (laughs) I think we do experience a number of deaths throughout life, whether it be other people dying or even death to ourself or death to some things that we love or the sun setting of certain things. And so I love that you highlighted um, in death, life is changed, not ended. Can you speak more about that, about things that we die to and how resurrection wins or can win or something about that, that in death, life is changed, not ended? Sure. I mean, that that line comes from the Episcopal Book of Common Prayer, and it's in the funeral service. And if people don't know that, you know, you ought to read through that. I mean, it it helps us to understand life, even though the service is about you know is about um, uh, conducting a funeral. This is what we believe through the eyes of faith, right? That that life is not ended; life is changed. What we believe is that we go home to God. What we believe, as I've said in lots of places, like raindrops, you know returning to an ocean. That's who we are, right? The, the energy, I wish I was a better scientist than I am. The, the, the energy does not, you know, sort of evaporate. The energy is transferred into another form. I believe this. Um, and so, uh, you know, it helps me uh, if I want to fear and if I want to despair, it helps me. It's not easy. It's nothing easy about going to a, an, an ICU and saying goodbyes and, or making the difficult decision um, to suspend, um, you know, support, life support uh, to someone. There's nothing easy there, but, but who meets us there, I think, is, is, is worth it all. Um, you know, I, I talk about in this story that uh, there's an image that we have of Jesus. And, and the image is, is that Jesus is walking towards the tomb. Jesus is walking towards Lazarus. He's walking toward the weeping sisters, Mary and Martha. Uh, he, he himself loves, and so he himself weeps. Uh, he understands the, what friendship means. Uh, all of this is in this story, and he walks towards us in our most difficult hour. And, and so that's an image of Jesus I want people to really hold on to. Uh, you're not abandoned because you're sick. You're not abandoned because you got a bad diagnosis. You're not abandoned. God is right there with you. That's what I mean by none of us is spared. Uh, you know, all the facets of mortality. We are human. That is what it is. We were born, we will live, and then we will die. But we are also more than just dust. Uh, We are dust. That is absolutely true. And ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And then there's this other piece of us, this other piece of us, which is hard to define. And human, human beings have been trying to talk about it since the beginning of human beings. But we have some sense, and all the great religions know this is true, uh, we have some sense that we are more than that. And I don't think it's just us sort of justifying our own uniqueness. I think we are trying to talk about this piece of God, this imago Dei, this image of God that is in us, 
that doesn't simply just go down to the grave and cease. And so, so when we know this, um, it, it should bolster us. You know, the kids say these days, YOLO, you only live once, but they're so wrong. They're so wrong. That is not the Christian argument. No, no, we live to live again. Uh, you know, I was, um, you know, I was a chaplain in a, in a Episcopal school a thousand years ago, right? When Jesus was a teenager. And I remember, uh, being the chaplain to very young people, kindergarten, first grade, second grade. And, and what they wanted to know was where does grandma go when grandma dies? Right. And I watched parents, uh, you know, on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, very sophisticated bunch, really struggle with death. In fact, some people kept their children away from the funeral. They never positively located grandma or the, the dead pet or anything like that. And the kids were left bewildered and insecure and disoriented. And so we did a whole module. We took them to this great, we have this great grand columbarium. Uh, at the Cathedral of St. John the Divine in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. We talked about that. We we confronted that. We positively located, you know, our loved ones. And it made absolute sense to young people. In that way, that's another example. Jesus makes all the difference because, oh, grandma's with my friend Jesus, and someday I'll be with her again. That is what we argue, uh, you know, in Scripture. I understand that that takes a leap of faith for some people, and I understand that some of us struggle with that. And maybe that's exactly the prayer we need to pray this Lent, which is, God, help me to see life and death the way that you see life and death. Maybe that's the way Jesus can make the difference in our own lives right now if we're struggling. And the struggle is legitimate, right? But maybe we just reach outside of ourselves for a resource and say, Lord, help me to understand a, a little bit more about how you understand life and death so that I might truly live. Fabulous. That's my prayer, that I see that more clearly, indeed. Bishop, thank you for your wisdom. And listeners, we thank you for listening to Four People. You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, and we'll be back with you next week.